video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. My name is Anthony Shelton. You are listening live on Spreaker.com. Join the chat at Spreaker.com. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related that you've seen. Give me something to react to. You can also hit me up on Skype, Progress Bar Radio. You can also hit me up on SpeakPipe.com slash Progress Bar and leave me a voicemail right now or even after the show. I'll listen later. Like I said, I hope you did have a great weekend. Um, We're all fans of something. Fandom being short for fanatic, right? But fandom doesn't give you the license to be unreasonable. This is how I view a lot of Star Wars prequel trilogy haters. They're unreasonable. There was this Kotaku article that I read last night and basically it highlighted how somebody changed scenes from the prequel trilogy to make it less or make it more stomachable I suppose you could stomach it and they would change things like the childish comments robots made they took out Jar Jar Binks they and the, and they took out other scenes that either were unnecessary or they just didn't like Now, my wife spent the weekend watching the original trilogy, and she watched episode one and two. She didn't have time to watch episode three, so she'll get to that. But, yeah, I I was reviewing Devillian, so I didn't have time to watch it with her. So I snuck in a little bit, but I was thinking about this article, and I noticed that childish themes are in both trilogies. I don't know what's wrong with them being in the prequel trilogy because either I I think the prequel trilogy haters have selective memory. That's what I think. Because if you think about it, George Lucas has always made Star Wars for two audiences. He made it for adults and he made it for kids. You think about the scene with C-3PO in The Empire Strikes Back, which is considered the best of the original Star Wars movies, perhaps the best Star Wars movie. And you think about the scene where ha- or, uh, Leia, Chewbacca, and Lando Calrissian were chasing down Boba Fett to get Han back. And you think about C-3PO strapped on Chewbacca's back, and he's making all these goofy comments. Him and R2-D2 are having this weird back and forth, and it totally is against the, the moment. It's a serious moment, right? Star Wars is full of those. You think about R2-D2. R2-D2 was for the kids, not for the adults. You think R2-D2 was for adults? Nah, that's not the case. Jar Jar Binks was for the kids. It was for the adults. Oh, uh, they can identify with Anakin. The kids don't need Jar Jar. They can identify with young Anakin. No, 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 no. Kids don't know how to identify with stuff. They want to be everything else but themselves. They want to be superheroes. They want to be princesses. They want to be adult. They want to be grown up. That's what kids want. They don't want to be themselves. Kids need Jar Jar. Kids need R2-D2. That's how they stay engaged in a movie like Star Wars. Because there's a lot of heady things that 
kids don't understand. So you need something to keep the kids attention. That's what those moments are for. When you go back to the original Star Wars trilogy, those moments are there. But yet everybody wants to hit on the prequel trilogy for having them. Now I understand. The prequel trilogy is not great. I'm not saying it's great. And I'm not saying don't criticize it for that. Acting was stilted. CG was a little off sometimes. There's a lot of problems with it. I'm not a fan of Jar Jar Binks. I'm just saying. Can we stop demonizing the prequel trilogy for having themes that were in the original Star Wars? That's all I'm saying. You're asking fanatics to be reasonable, Anthony. I know, but I'm a fanatic of reason. What can I say? I don't expect you to like Jar Jar Binks. I don't expect you to like childish comments. That's not what I'm saying. Just stop demonizing the prequel trilogy for doing what the originals did. That's all I'm saying. Jaeger brings up a great point. Ewoks were an obvious sales vehicle. R2 was for the adults at the time. I don't I don't know about R2 was for the adults at the time. I don't think so. Not from my perspective. But Ewoks for the kids. You think that battle on Endor was supposed to go that way? I mean, in the sense of would it really have gone down with such a lightheartedness with the Ewoks? I mean, come on, really. The rebellion fighting against the Empire in the climax of the Empire about to go down. Really? A lot of lightheartedness in that battle. Why? Because it was for the kids. Azora says, you just compared Jar Jar to R2. I did not compare Jar Jar to R2. I'm just saying R2 was for the kids. Jar Jar is for the kids. That's the only correlation that they have together. R2 is infinitely a better character than Jar Jar Binks. There's no disputing that. Jar Jar Binks is terrible. But he's not for the adults. He's for the kids. Kids love Jar Jar Binks. My wife, who has no background with Star Wars, she just saw Star Wars for the first time this weekend. She was like, I don't see what the problem is with Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, you just don't understand life. Jar Jar Binks, not for us. Not for the original folk. That's, That's what... The prequel trilogy has, and that's what the original trilogy had. Stop demonizing the prequel trilogy. That's all I'm saying. Jaeger says R2 and 3PO were comic relief. Absolutely, they were comic relief. And they had some adultish type of comments in there also. Absolutely. That's why they're great. 3PO and R2-D2, that dynamic is fantastic. Love it. But it's for the kids too. Their little corny movements and stuff like that. Some of the stuff kids wouldn't be able to understand. But they understand laughter. They understand goofy comments. They understand goofy inflection. All that stuff for the kids. That's the beautiful thing about Star Wars. George Lucas understood. I am making a movie for the adults. And I'm having themes for the kids. It was for both. And I think he did a a good job combining both. It wasn't the best job in the prequel trilogy. But he did that in both trilogies. Now, my question is, will we see something like that in this new trilogy, right? Star Wars The Force Awakens comes out this week. 
Figured I'd talk a little bit about Star Wars. This is what come, came up for me. I wonder if we're going to see that. Right? Force Awakens is rated PG-13. Episode 3 was the first Star Wars to be rated PG-13. But they still had some themes in there that were just a little quirky. Not as many, but there were some. Will we see that in J.J. Abrams' adaption? I don't know. But I think that is just something that's a part of the Star Wars franchise. And it's something that's been demonized in the prequel trilogy. I don't understand it. That's all I'm saying. Alright, I reviewed Pavilion for Game Watcher, and it's got a really cool premise, but it really disappoints me. We'll talk about that after this song. This song is Duh, Who Put the Lights Out? By Washu Doll. You can find that on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shellshock remix album. This is Progress Bar.
That is, duh, who put the lights out? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remix by Washu Doll, which you can find on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shell Shocked remix album, available at ocremix.org. You can download it for free. This is Progress Bar. My name is Anthony Shelton. My wife was watching Star Wars over the weekend while I was reviewing Devillian. There, that review is going up tomorrow on GameWatchers.com. That's when the embargo is up, so I can't give you the score I'm going to give it, but I can tell you it's an average game. It's an action RPG and MMO, and action RPG is something like Diablo, and MMO is more like World of Warcraft, in case you don't know. But Devillian has a problem that I'm sure you've noticed in a lot of other games. It's got a story, and it's not fleshed out. It's not a Mario save the princess type of story. It's a story. Like, it, it's it's there. It's just not fleshed out. See, in Devillian, you're a half-human and half-devil. Which is really interesting. Because, naturally, humans are selfish, they're hateful, they're murderous. But, humans are capable of benevolence, right? These are the things that we do. Devils, on the other hand, are the embodiment of evil. There's nothing good about them. Yet, these two are combined. It's a hybrid. And the premise isn't explored at all. You see hints where it could go, right? You got people commenting on you being a mixed race. You got people making judgments of you in your face. But it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, in society today, I'm a mixed race person, right? I'm white and I'm black, right? And people are still confused at how that is possible. I don't get it, but people are confused. Like, you're mixed, right? Like, why? It's not as simple as, like, why would you be something like that, you know? But it's still mind-boggling to people. I don't I don't get it, but that's the society you live in. And that is hinted at. It's, it's pretty cool. Now, nobody's made judgments to my face about my mixed-raceness. But that sort of thing is happening in Devillian. That's fascinating to me. You think about it in the games you've played. There's a story, but there's not much to it, right? It's like looking at a picture of a burger on the menu, and then you get it, and it's like, that is not what the picture is. Are we desperate for a premise? Like, do we just, can we not function as gamers if we don't have any kind of premise? I mean, I feel like Mario, as light as a, that's basically not a premise, like, Mario goes saves the princess. It doesn't have any character development. It doesn't have any... All the personalities in the gameplay. It's the simplest of the premise. Tetris doesn't have a premise. We're fine with that, right? Granted, that's a puzzle game. But my point is, I, don't, I just don't feel like we need a premise in every single game. If Mario turned out to be just play the game and just get to the end of the goal, I think we'd be fine with it. But we just have to have a premise. And people keep talking about how games have trouble telling stories. And people keep saying it's the worst storytelling medium. Yeah, because we don't flesh out the stories that we put in there. I don't understand why developers do this. If you're going to put a story in a game, flesh it out. I understand that it takes more time. 
and a game as big as Devillian, which could take up 50 plus hours of your time, and you got story all the way through, I get it. That could take a really long time. But if you're going to put it in there, take the time to flesh it out. Because here's the thing, Devillian's gameplay, it's fine for a few hours and it gets really boring. If the story was more interesting, I would be enticed to continue forward and not want to fall asleep at my desk while I'm playing it because I'm anxious to get to the next part of the story. But since the story is boring and the gameplay is boring, well, duh, 2 plus 2 equals 4. I just don't understand why developers do this. Because Devillian has the opportunity for a really interesting story. And this isn't the first half-human, half-devil type of thing. But since it's it's in games, I'm just paying more attention to it. I've always thought that's, that's just an interesting premise. And it's unfortunate they don't take the time to develop it. I think it would be really cool. And now, because it's not developed... I could barely recommend the game to you. Now, it is a free-to-play game. And shockingly, it's actually fine. You don't have to engage in the microtransactions or anything like that. That's probably the best part of the game. If I literally turned the game on and sat you at the desk and said, play this game, you would never know it's free-to-play. They give you no prompts. They don't pressure you into buying anything. All of the stuff is cosmetic. It doesn't have anything to do with the PvP. It's nice in that respect. I respect Tryon Worlds and the Korean developers for uh, making sure it doesn't gouge you of your wallet or pressure you into anything. But everything surrounding it, it could be better, but it's functional. The song is Hideout Helm by Grant Kirkhope. It is on the Donkey Kong 64 original soundtrack, which is available on Amazon.com. You're listening to Progress Bar. Thank you. 
That is Hideout Helm by Grant Kirkhope, which you can find on the Donkey Kong 64 original soundtrack on Amazon.com. Jaeger in the chat makes a really good point. COD has to have a story to justify the killing, which I find fascinating because you think about the climate in today's society with all the war and the, the Middle Eastern stuff going on, ISIS and all that. I wonder if Call of Duty just came out. It's Call of Duty. No real story to it. And you're killing these Middle Eastern people. How would that be received? Everything's so PC now. I don't know if things would be received as well. On one side, I think people would actually take a racial tone with it. And go and kind of use Call of Duty as a means to exercise their racial hatred in their heart on the other side i feel like people would try to get call of duty off the market because of the undertones that it has but then again that's it's still there so it's really interesting but then you get a game like battlefield which mostly existed without a story before it was pretty much a multiplayer game and you know you got your bad companies and all that that had a, a story unrelated to what's going on in today's society. And then it switched to what's going on in today's society. And yet we accept that. But everything is becoming so PC now. I don't know if things are going to start changing. It's an interesting point. I, like, I, I really like that point. Something to think about. This is... This is Threes is the Bee's Knees by Big Giant Circles. It's on the Threes original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar.
Threes is the Bee's Knees by Big Giant Circles. You can find that on the Threes original soundtrack available on Bandcamp. That'll do it for today. You can subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a rating and review if you like the show. Obviously, follow on Spreaker, because that's where the show goes live every Monday to Friday, as possible. Remember, it airs 10 a.m. Pacific time. Jaeger Nazoro, thank you for joining the chat, providing me your perspectives. Always amusing. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow.